Hello, everybody. We're back from a long absence. We do apologize. Life has been hectic. Work has been a bitch. So, yeah, <laughs> we're back and we thought we'd, uh, we'd, we'd come in swinging talking about Midsummer. Just some, some light entertainment, just a light movie, just something. Yeah, just a nice little casual Sunday watch. Something to take the kids to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was something that uh, I was super excited because after Hereditary, I was an instant fan of Ari Aster because like, it's one of the most uniquely handled horror movies I've ever seen. He's got such a dark, um, understated touch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then when I saw the trailer for for Midsummer or yeah. Midsummer, however you pronounce it, it's like a f- completely like sun-drenched, bright film <laughs> that doesn't make sense. It's like completely not the the stereotype, which is exactly what he kind of plays yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. And I must say, like I've never walked out of a cinema that speechless in my life. <laughs> Literally, I didn't know. I walked. <laughs> I didn't know. I just looked around like I'd re-entered the world, a new man, <laughs> filled with confusion and <laughs> and uh, not understanding a thing. I just, oh, man. I think I had the biggest WTF look on my face during this whole film, especially walking out, out of the cinema. I think I had this grotesque grimace on my face. <laughs> I don't know. It was just weird. I don't, it's, it's an odd film. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it, I was taken aback, let's say that. Yeah, but not in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. Yeah. In a good, horrorful way. I feel like if you have someone who's not a fan of Hereditary, they are not going to be a fan of Midsummer. They're going to be, yeah. they're not going to be convinced and on the Ari Aster train. No, 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 no. His films are, maybe in terms of speaking of the, the, the horror genre, his movies are, are a slow burn. Yeah. If you think of, if you, if you want to try and, Try desperately to compare it to, I don't know, um, The Conjuring or whatever. The, this movie moves very slowly and is, it, it's based on the suspense. It wants to build up and build up and build up mm. and make you as uneasy as possible instead of scared, I would say. Totally, yeah. It's more unsettling than outright mm. Mm. Uh, terrifying. Um, but I think one of the interesting aspects is that he managed to make a film that is completely um, taking place in the daytime. Mm. Uh, feel horrifying and feel claustrophobic and just mm. unsettling where it just feels it's almost like because horror films are so often depicted in just dark spaces dark rooms tiny yeah. attics uh, settings mm. you know like stereotypical settings this happens in a in a the so to so-called safe zone so like you yeah, yeah. you feel like when things are happening in the bright daylight and in fields and all these happy looking spots it's your <laughs> safe spot you know like mm you are not going to get the typical jump scare or you're not going to get any horror cliches whatsoever. But that is what he does here. There's no Mm. cliches. There's no jump scares, um, really. Mm. And he still captures this, like, severely unsettling, like, undertone where you just know something's wrong the whole time. There's no moment of reprieve. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's always uneasy. I think, I don't know... I got the feeling that because the film is so bright, you feel like you're in an interrogation room. The film is interrogating yeah. you. It's trying to, it just won't let you rest and and regain your senses so that you can come up with a, with an alibi. Um, mm. So yeah, that's that's how I felt. It's just, yeah, it's just this constant glare that yeah, I don't like I said, 
light tends to mean that you're in your safe space. If you go into the dark alley or the dark closet, that's where the monster's going to get yeah. you. But in here, this is weird, like utopian feel to this, but something's wrong. Something is just under the surface, there's something wrong. I mean, if you don't like art house movies, I don't know if this is going to be for you. I feel like mm-hmm. the, the general moviegoer, or the, if, if you're not a fan of art house movies or horror, you're probably not going to enjoy a large portion of this film because it's not mm. by yeah. any means conventional, but also some people may consider it to be um, unsatisfying in some ways. Um, we're not going to go into spoilers, but I think in, in the general sense of character arcs or, or story completion, some people would expect or would want a more traditional ending yeah. and a more traditional um, story progression where this this film has no intention of satisfying the audience in, yeah, a, no. in any way that is expected yeah it wants to leave you up in the air guessing i, I guess i don't know it's just yeah ariasta just yeah went balls to the wall with this one <laughs> which is cool because like yeah. it's not there aren't that many risks in mm. in film at the moment it, it feels like very everything is is very focused on um, a franchise mm. or you know the next Disney purchase because yeah. they own yeah. the world now. Keeping it manicured and pristine, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's in a stencil. Yeah, of what it what they want you exactly. To yeah. Like. So I think that's what's cool about this is that it's a massive risk, and it's a and it's a complete departure from what we've kind of received in in the especially in the horror scene for the last couple of years. Hereditary was one of the more fresh and uh, long lasting experiences that I've had where I left actually feeling unsettled after mm. the the credits rolled i was like that movie actually hit certain mm. spots that i was like don't go there don't <laughs> don't do it <laughs> so which one do you prefer do you prefer hereditary or midsummer that's a tough one because it's it's also very hard to compare them in some ways mm-hmm. but i would say that maybe from a rewatchability standpoint i prefer hereditary because mm. that film had more i guess standout moments yeah 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 in terms of like big scenes or like big uh, set pieces mm. and, and particularly horrifying moments. And I just preferred the, I guess I like the, the family drama aspect of that one where there was, I mean, it's not a pleasant film to watch, but mm. from a performance aspect, I mean, Tony Collette was yeah. mind blowing mm. and, and mm. everyone was great in that film. And the, the overall flow of it, I think was, more, was a bit more rewatchable. Like mm. uh, Midsummer is more of a long it's drawn out and it's not mm. particularly rewatchable for me. Yes, no. Maybe from an analysis standpoint, but I, I wouldn't just pop Midsummer on to be like, hey, I'm in the mood <laughs> for a film. Let's bust out the popcorn and tears. Yes. Like, it's, not, <laughs> it's not. And you? No, Hereditary is, yeah, definitely on top here for me as well. Mm. I don't know. I, I, like, I preferred the, the entire story in, in, in Hereditary. Everything, even the cinematography I found a lot better. Um, the performances, the dealings with death and grief, I don't know, were dealt with far more superior in, in Hereditary. I've, I feel like almost like Ariasta in Midsummer focused more on shock value in Midsummer for me, hmm. like shocking images or rather than I wasn't as suspenseful in Midsummer as I was in Hereditary. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. With the performances, um, Tony Collette was obviously a standout in Hereditary, mm. but in this one, Florence Pugh is flipping amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. on another level, man. I, I didn't. I've never actually seen 
any of her films before this. I went back and looked at her filmography on mm. IMDb afterwards, mm. and uh, she's been in quite a few cool ones. Yeah, but she is incredible in this. The way she emotes is I found it similar to Tony Collette in some ways, in in the, the intensity of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she is essentially the main character of the film, and some of the the heavy things that she goes through in this movie are incredibly hard to watch. But she her um, reactions to it and the way she emotes to it made it that much more uh visceral because yeah. of you like f- just seeing her facial expressions you really like it f- you felt that yeah, yeah yeah so i think she is she was incredible in this movie um who else stood out for you yeah really for me it was also just the standout performance is Florence Pugh though the focus is more on her there is there is a bit of a sort of conflict that they that they focus on with her relationship with her boyfriend that's on the rocks and um and also his conflict with um with uh will jackson harper's character as because he's writing a thesis on where they go in 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 switzerland oh the study thing yeah now. sweden or switzerland i can't remember the country they visit now so the study there's there's a whole conflict that goes on there as well but yeah florence Pugh with her dealings with um what happens in the beginning of the film is probably something i shouldn't give away because it's a uh, it's a shocking intro to a film. So her 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 reaction, her yeah, her trying to deal with her her relationship with her boyfriend and this sort of PTSD from what's happened in the beginning of the film. Yeah, with the, the, how she's progressively sort of like worsens. She's she doesn't mm. really get better. Uh, yeah, I guess the whole thing is kind of about that lack of support. Mm. She's got no like there's no real deep seated relationship between mm. this group of friends. They're all there's like a a, a level of of shallowness to everyone yeah. where there's there's not really any true emotional support for her after yeah. the after what she goes through and then i guess the whole film is sort of about that because there's this messed up dynamic with the place she goes to where it's she's almost getting in some ways she's getting the support that she mm. needs the from emotional the support yeah. from these bizarre unsettling strange people mm, mm. and somehow she's sort of not not so much torn between the two, but she she's not getting any of the support she needs from her friends and yeah, boy, and yeah, boyfriend. Yeah. So there, she's like completely unsettled, and she doesn't know what the hell's going on. But mm. somehow also feels maybe drawn to it, or like uh, um, a little bit of a little bit understanding in some ways. Mm. Maybe I think it's because of the the community, the sort of cult that they go mm. into. Because. <sighs> It's it's difficult because I don't want to give away too much of how the movie starts, but Mm. there's a death that happens in the beginning of the film. Yeah. And I think the film is trying to show how how, uh, there's there's different associations and and different ways of dealing with death, where there's sort of where she comes from, from an American community, death is, is an unwelcome guest in a house. Yeah. Whereas this cult they visit this cult is all about living your life to a certain point and they welcome death. Yeah, there's no... That's another interesting point about the film. Mm. There's no um, antagonist, really. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, could look yeah. at it from a top view and a very simplistic view and go, well, it's a cult. Mm. They're insane. they the evil <laughs> ones. But, like, essentially, if you dive into it, they're not evil. There's no... There's no um, obviously, avoiding spoilers again, but there's no malicious intent like mm. everything that's that happens when they visit this place is something that's like a sacred tradition 
that is 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 like a pure thing for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like as bizarre and messed up as as things are, it's not from this uh, place of like, let's be evil, Mm-mm. which is also completely interesting. It's like completely fresh. But I think well, there isn't a true pro- protagonist uh, antagonist in the film. Sorry, but I think there is somewhat because if you look at the 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 cult welcoming for their own reasons they're welcoming these these outsiders in mm-hmm. and things go happen uh, things go happen listen to me now guys things go happen things go happen <laughs> we are eloquent <laughs> if you if you look at it from the perspective of the this cult welcoming these american outsiders in and that certain things happen that uh, that in in some ways are an in, unintentional um sort of dis, uh, disrespectful behaviors towards their, their 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 cultural traditions and what they do in this cult and then also from the other side is that our characters are in, in, in a way groomed yeah okay when they're brought into the cult, there's a specific purpose that he wear, that these these young people leave yeah. the cult to bring in fresh blood in a way yeah fair enough i guess from that aspect it's sort of a a preying on unsuspecting yeah. victims. So I feel like the antagonist switches from time to time in the film mm. between True. between the two different parties. And the other interesting dynamic is that it's not like any of the, the people, other than Florence Pugh's character, uh, really play on your sympathies much. Mm. I mean, like mm. I had no love for any of the characters really. Yeah. Like everyone had a particular side to them that was not mm. pleasant. They weren't really... People aren't like likable in this movie mm, mm. and that's also not to say that they're outright horrendous people mm. but they just are selfish and um not empathetic and it just feels there's that constant disconnect with they with that group yeah yeah so yeah it's a it's a it's an interesting one like i'm re- i'm really excited to watch it again mm. um even though it's not like like i said super rewatchable from an analysis standpoint to watch mm. it again knowing what happens now, the surprise element's out of the way. Mm. So you can actually start to piece together some of the background things and the undercurrents that you didn't really... Because there's a lot of symbolism. Oh, it's tons. Yeah. In the film that actually <laughs> give you a heads up as to what is what is going to happen. Yeah. The, the movie gives away the end. Looking back after viewing the, the film, is like, oh, damn, okay, that, that was there and that was, that was on the wall there and that was on this tapestry. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. So, <laughs> And there are, like, in terms of standout moments, there are yeah. certain parts of this film that, <laughs> again, no specific details, no spoilers, but good Lord, I didn't yeah. know what to do with myself yeah. at certain parts. I know, you, I'm sure you know which ones I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. There are certain <laughs> moments of this film that are so uncomfortable that I laughed like not in a I'm laughing at the movie mm. kind of way, but just I am so uncomfortable right now that I don't know what else to do but laugh. You need to fool that. Ah, <laughs> oh, this dude, Ari Aster, is is a, a another kind of filmmaker, man. Like he's not yeah. scared to go places, and um, I I was genuinely unsettled in a lot of these scenes, but in a good way, in the in the sense that I was like, I've never seen this before. <laughs> Let's just say, don't go and watch this movie with your mom or pops. Yeah, unless they're um, open film connoisseurs and they yeah. are, yeah, they don't, uh, <laughs> they aren't <laughs> freaked out by the unusual. Then uh, maybe steer clear of this one. Yeah, <laughs> for, the, for the family viewing. 
So our good friend Evert, who writes form reviews as well on his blog called The Meerkat Burrow, has uh, a few words to say about Midsummer as well. Um, he's also a massive film fan and uh, loved Hereditary. So this is one that I think we were equally excited to go and see. And we didn't get to see it together as planned, unfortunately. But uh, here are his thoughts on the film. Okay, so Midsummer. Um, so for me, if there was one thing that I really want to highlight about this film, firstly, really, really loved it. But one specific element uh, that really stood out for me was how the film did such an amazing, amazing job in creating empathy and understanding for this really crazy cult. Uh, so in the beginning of the film, um, and as they progress, uh, the cult's actions seem really strange and, and dark um, and misled. But actually, really, weirdly enough, as the movie progresses, I found myself almost like rooting for the cult and actually understanding the why of their actions. Um, and it's actually really strange because at the end of the film, uh, when the main protagonist's, I guess, evolution as a character is completed, um, you realize that she now is the happiest that she's ever been. Um, she's found a tribe. She's finally found a group of people that she can really um, be a part of and, and feel connected to, which is something that she's never had in her life. And and that bias by itself is something really up and messed up um, because obviously this cult does all these weird up shit um, but just how the the film expertly crafts that story and at the end of the day you almost left conflicted and confused around what is right what is wrong um, and I think that was amazing almost the ambiguity of the film um, was something that really um, that I found especially terrifying but in the most beautiful way so yeah guys that's a uh pretty much our 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 thoughts on the film so far maybe we'll do a bit more of a deep dive later on when we i don't know pick our jaws off of the ground yeah and, uh, <laughs> maybe like a spoiler analysis yeah yeah but one of the most unique films i've ever seen yeah and if you do decide to see it if you haven't seen it yet um go in with an open mind um mm. don't be put off by the fact that it is sort of like an art house horror film um, despite how it was marketed yes yeah um everything about this film is a visual treat the cinematography is amazing um the artistic choices with some scenes that were intentionally overexposed which normally wouldn't look great but somehow in this movie just looked incredible yeah um some of the panning shots and cuts and everything were just inc- so amazing to see like really uh, just a stunning visual film mm. Yeah, I think this is like a masterclass and sort of, oh, okay, maybe that's too harsh a word, too strong a word, but yeah, a great display of cinematography. Yeah. And also just the use, I think, the use of music and, and visuals to really disturb an audience to their core. Oof, the soundtrack. So, yeah, yeah, we don't want to, yeah, like, go, go in there, open mind and experience it go for, go to this movie for the experience not for the entertainment value yeah and plan some comfort for yourself afterwards yes. <laughs> to come down from the <laughs> the panic <laughs> because we are very disorganized we still don't have a new ranking system a rating system well how many aries would you give this out of asters i would give this just 
eight Aries out of ten Astors. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll settle on seven Aries out of ten Astors. <laughs> this may be our the start of our new system, guys. Yes, yeah. But uh, I think, yeah. Our next review is probably going to be um, the new Tarantino outing. Um, Woo! Once upon around. a time. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Childish behavior. Go Stick again. around for that one. It'll be up soon. <laughs> Bye.